your head because your redemption is drawing nigh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your redemption is drawing nigh. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Well, I've got to get calmed down so we can do a little something here. Hallelujah. But I tell you, I am I am bubbling over. I'm I, I, I'm about I'm about ready to take a run here just in a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to uh, we're going to finish up uh, the uh, second chapter tonight of. Uh, Philippians, and if you noticed on your handout, Philippians chapter 2, this is chapter 2 continued, we did the first part of chapter 2 last week, and uh, we're going down to verses 12 through 16, and I'm going to... Uh, talk tonight about accepting personal responsibility. Accepting personal responsibility. That's what I've titled this lesson. Let me go ahead and read the scripture and we'll go from there. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining, oh my, and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, mm. among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Man, that's some powerful stuff right there. That's some powerful stuff. Hallelujah. He's actually, I don't know what, I don't know what Paul was talking about. My, 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 ain't no way, ain't, ain't no way people can live holy and live right and live above sin. So he, you know, I don't know. He, he, he must have been smoking something when he talked about, it. he says, you, I want you to live without fault. Surely he must have been smoking something. By the way, we think about it today. Come on now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. He said, he said, children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. You see, God, quit, quit trying to fit in with everybody else. God didn't, like uh, something else I posted on there, God didn't call you to fit in. He called you to stand out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm going to say, 
I'm going to say something, and this is going on in, and I hope a lot of I hope a lot of people hear it. Hallelujah, Amen. There ain't nothing worse than an apostolic Christian who fits in with everybody. They're useless. Woo. Hallelujah. Oh, I believe Acts 238. So what? If you go around spending all your time trying to fit in with everybody, you're useless. I mean, you, you, amen, you just well as go ahead and accept Matthew 28, 19. What good, what good am I if I, try to, if I try to spend all my time fitting in with everything? What good would I accomplish, amen, if I tried to have my message mimic everything that this guy down in Texas does? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Apostle Paul said, look, he said, I want you to shine as lights in this world. And folks, we're down here at the end of it now. People's souls is at stake. We can't afford to play around. All right, let's talk a little bit about this. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, I've heard this misquoted so many times it turns my stomach. Most of the time when people quote this scripture, they, they quote it in a way, say, well, you know, I'm just supposed to worry about me and you're supposed to worry about you. That ain't what it's talking about. You're a mile off if you think that. It ain't, it ain't talking about just worry about yourself and nobody else. That's not what it's talking about. And we're going we're gonna to break this down. And I remember, let's just go ahead and get in our lesson. I remember a few years back a fellow bus driver who was also a pastor of a Baptist church in Nashville. And he and I was standing talking um, one day before school was let out. Uh, uh, I don't remember I don't remember what the topic was that we were talking about I don't know what brought it about but there's one thing he said that I will never forget I can still see him he's retired now he would have had he's, and he's still pastor and that's all he does the, uh, the church he pastored voted to uh, pay his salary full time and what he believes I thought my 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 if they're going to pay this guy full time <laughs> whatever it was he was talking about this is this is what I remember about the comp conversation uh, he said I'm Baptist because I can I can get by with more stuff than you can he said that's that's why I'm Baptist he said, I can get Bible more stuff than you can. He said, you will get in trouble. With the, and what he told me, he said, with the way you believe, he said, you can get in trouble with your God. He said, but I won't get in trouble because I'm Baptist. Wow, <laughs> I thought. You know, I, up to that time, I'd never heard it put like that before. Actually, he was saying he had no responsibility in his salvation. That's what he was telling me. He didn't have no responsibility, no part to play 
in his salvation. He wasn't accountable for his actions because he was Baptist, and Baptists believe once saved, always saved. So, hey, it don't make no difference. You know, I can't get in trouble. I'm once saved, always saved. You don't believe once saved, always saved, so you can't get. I'm, I tell you what, he's going to wake up very sad one day. But you know what? Those people who listened to him it's going to be the saddest of all. They think enough about him and say, we ain't going to have our preacher have him driving on the school bus. We're going to make him full time so he can retire from that and just talk to us. What, are the, what is he telling them? You don't have to worry about nothing. You, you know, you got saved way back yonder. You believed on Jesus Christ. You, you believed on Jesus and it don't make no difference what you do no more. You don't have no personal responsibility in your salvation. How many souls are going to be lost because of that stuff? I'm going to tell you, folks. I don't get, don't let nobody fool you when they tell you it don't matter what church you go to. It does matter. It ain't the name that matters. That don't mean nothing. But what is being taught behind that pulpit does matter. Now, there's a lot of things that it hurts me that I can't offer the people here because we're not big enough. We don't, we don't, we don't have an, there's enough finances. We can't have all the programs that some of the bigger churches do. But I'm going to tell you something. The people who come through the door is going to hear the truth. I might not be able to give you all the big programs, but I can guarantee you what you hear is thus saith the word of God, Brother Jeff. Hallelujah. And as much as God helps me and lets it within me, when I stand before God one day, I may, I, I may have to answer for myself, but I sure don't want somebody else's blood on my hands. This whole heart has been broken a lot down through the years because I decided to take the path of, of truth. I lived for a long time feeling, feeling kind of lonely because my whole family turned against me because I went the way of Jesus' name. But see, there's something more important than money. There's something more important than fame. And, and I know this really rubs some people raw, but there's something more important than family. 
I love my natural family. Would do anything for them, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go to hell for it. And I'm not going to tell them that this is all right and that is all right. Amen. I'm going to have to, if they ask me, I've got to tell them the truth. Hallelujah. So, this fella actually told me that. He said, you know, he said, well, he said, he said that's why I'm bad. And he, and he laughed about it. He said, he said, I can't get in trouble. You can get in trouble. Well, and what he was saying was that he didn't have any responsibility in his salvation. He wasn't accountable for his actions because the Baptists believe once saved, always saved. And it's overwhelming how many people believe that today. A growing number who are not Baptists now believe it. Matter of fact, the new generation, the generation they call the millennials. I've, I've been reading the surveys taken by that generation that's called the millennials. And by and large, just about all of them believe something similar to that. A good part of the younger ones today, they look at God as no more than like a genie in a bottle. He's supposed to be there to help you when you get in trouble. And we've had them come in our midst when they get, they get scared. They're afraid they're going to die. And they run to the house. They go, they don't, you notice, you know, it's kind of strange to me that when, when they get scared and they really feel like they got, they got a need that needs met, they don't go to none of these denominational churches then that's got all the good music and it's got all the shows and the lights and all, and all that kind of stuff. They, 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 they go to where they know they get the truth. And if God works a miracle in their life, they're back, they're back out. And then, if, and and when 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 they get in trouble again, they run back to God. God hadn't promised you that He'll always be there. If that's what you use Him for. Amen. Hallelujah. But you're going to hear the truth tonight because we are investigating what the Scripture has to say about personal responsibility in regard to your salvation. Just because Jesus paid, listen to this close. Might do us good to underline that. Just because Jesus paid your debt of sin doesn't opt anyone out of accepting some personal responsibility for their salvation. Hallelujah. Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Don't just say, oh, well, you know, I just got to worry about me and you got to worry about you. That ain't what he's talking about. Let's, talk, let, let's see what it is. And I've got to hurry through this because of our time. Has anybody ever heard of the amplified version of the Scripture? There's a different translation, you know. Uh, I, want, I, I, I copied here the amplified version. And I want to read this 
the scripture again in the Amplified Version. Work out. And then it gives examples. It says cultivate, carry out to the goal, and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. Self-distrust with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, Timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. That's, that's, that's the same scripture in the Amplified Version. I like that word cultivate. I like that word cultivate. Work out your own salvation. Cultivate your salvation. Any farmer would understand what cultivate means. After the seed has been planted, there is a season of cultivation to enable the seed to produce to its maximum potential. Christ planted the seed within us, and we have a responsibility to cultivate that seed so it will grow into maturity. That is working out your own salvation. That's what working out your own salvation means. It means that you cultivate what Christ has planted inside you. Hallelujah. You do what you can to help cultivate it, cause it to grow. And we've been talking about maturity here lately. Hallelujah. Amen. Apostle Paul put it in another way when writing to a young minister by the name of Timothy, 2 Timothy 1 and 6. He says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Hallelujah. Now that's, that's saying the same thing but in a different way. Stir up that gift that's within you. It is your responsibility to carry through your salvation and do it with, he said, do it with fear and trembling. In other words, don't be, don't be so-so about it. Never take it lightly, this great salvation you have been given. How many people is taking this salvation too lightly today? How many people is taking it for granted how many people are just so-so about it? We shouldn't do that. He said, work it out, Brother Paul, with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. Amen. Be concerned about it. Hebrews 2 and 3, look at this. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. So, cultivate that which has been placed in you, that good Holy Ghost. Don't take it for granted. Don't take the power of the Holy Ghost for granted. Don't, don't think that if you take it lightly, don't think that if you put it up on a shelf and use it when you want to use it, 
Don't take for granted that it will always be there if you misuse it. We got to cultivate it. And don't be haphazard about it. Don't be so-so about it. Don't take it for granted. Do it with fear and trembling. Because if you neglect it, how shall we escape? Hallelujah. I'm afraid that bus driver friend of mine might wake up too late one day. Hallelujah. Amen. We have got, we've got to be more concerned about this beautiful thing God has given us and never take it for granted. Never take it for granted. Anybody got any comments or anything, questions, anything about just working out our salvation? About taking personal responsibility? Yes, Brother Kenneth. 